bitches bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And it's Misogynist of the Week this week. Back with our co-host Amy, uh, who will introduce us to this week's Misogynist of the Week. Alrighty. Well, you know, someone who's been begging to be relevant again, I guess we'll maybe throw him a bone and give him some airtime he's so desperately craving. Uh Earlier this week, or I suppose last week now, Moby um, released his new autobiography that I know we've all been dying to hear and read. Um, Chopping at the bits. Yeah, titled Then It Fell Apart, uh, which (laughs) just like really cracks me up. I've been trying to work that into uh, a lot of things I've said this week. I was just like telling a story and just be like, and then it all fell apart. Like, it's just such a (laughs) such a weird title. Um, Okay, so. In the book, Moby says a lot of, tells a lot of stories, claims they're all true, but it's really hard to tell. You know, in the book, he talks about he's a, he, he, you know, places himself as the hero who accidentally saves his mother's life. He tells a story about how he rubbed his naked dick against Donald Trump on a dare at a party. What? Yeah, yeah. And then he works in a bunch of roma- stories of romantic encounters with Natalie Portman, Lana Del Rey, and Christina Ricci, um, you know, just to, I guess, again, remind you how cool he once was. Um, and so he's very explicit in his books. He writes about, uh, and, and really what's, what's come of this is what he wrote about Natalie Portman in particular. Um, so he tells a story about how, or he talks about Natalie Portman on more than one occasion, eventually tells the story, but he talks about how he met her beautiful movie star backstage um, at one of his shows. She came to meet him. She was, she really was smitten with him. He says they met up at the 1999 MTV movie awards when I was 11 and she was 18 um, and held hands at a hotel after party. Did he say he was 11 and she was, no, I'm, I was 11. Oh, you were, 11. I'm just telling okay. you how long ago this was and how no one gives a fuck anymore yeah. except Moby, but no, she was 18 and he was 36. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, they I held his hands uh, at a hotel after party. Steven Tyler is even commenting on her hotness, according to Moby. And like, it's just like, no one needs to know this. And then he goes on and says a story about how he recalls visiting Portman when she was at Harvard. She would have been a, a freshman. Um, Moby was, she was 18. He was 16 years older than her. So my math's a little off, but he was in his, in his thirties. Um, and you know, they were kissing under centuries old oak trees, he says, and fall, fell asleep next to her in her dorm room. Um, and yeah, all of this would be well and good if he wasn't 16 years older than her. Um, and he's somehow taken this all very seriously. He posted a picture on Instagram, uh, with the following caption talking, responding to an interview that Natalie Portman did with Harper's Bazaar, sort of denying that they were ever in a relationship. Um, in fact, she refers to uh, these encount- of him as being a creepy older man, and she recalls, um, she recalls the encounters, but not in the way that he does. But here's what he says in his caption. 
I was surprised to hear, uh, or sorry, he, she, this is what she, uh, she says about him, and then I'll read you what he says. Uh, I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time that I knew him as dating, because my recollection is that a much older man being creepy with me when I had just graduated high school. He said I was 20 in his book. I was definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. There was no fact-checking from him or his publisher. It almost feels deliberate. That he used his story to sell his book was very disturbing to me. It wasn't even the, it wasn't the case. There are many factual errors and inventions. I would have liked him or his publisher to reach out and fact check. I was a fan and went to one of his shows when I had just graduated. When we met after the show, he said, let's be friends. He was on tour and I was working, shooting a film. So he hung out a handful of times before I realized that this was an older man who was interested in me in a way that felt inappropriate. Um, so she's very clear about what, what she felt. And she goes on to say, um, you know, in the time of Time's Up and Me Too, it's hard to look at these um, accounts um, without without looking at them from that light. Um, and that, you know, M- Moby was notoriously known for, for being with uh, younger women. He, Ew! He posts this uh, Instagram uh, post and goes on, sort of saying, you know, I can't believe she would say this. Why would she, um, you know, why would she lie like that about what happened? I don't understand why she would do this. And it's very like centering, like just centering himself in all of this. Um, uh, Instead of saying like, yeah, maybe there were, I misremembered some things like, but he is like convinced his account, his memory of it is exactly um, what he thinks it was. Um, But yeah, so he keeps insisting that, um, I that he was, um, re, you know, respectfully and honestly described his their innocent and consensual r- romantic relationship. But she's denying we ever dated. And I, you know, um, I like I he just doesn't seem to understand why she would want to deny that. Um, and he went on recently um, to do it's some not true. He went on recently to do some media and he says, um, you know, it. He, he says he's received threats of violence from Portman's fans and he says it's affecting his business and his health. And what do you do when people believe lies and accusations and not actual photographs and evidence? I want to take the high road, but honestly, I don't know what to do. It's one thing to be lied about and entirely um, another when someone's lie results in physical f- threats from complete strangers. And of course, there's the, ins- the now kind of famous Instagram photo that he posted of the two of them where he's yeah. like looking really dorky with yeah. kind of grinning and she's looking there, sh- standing there smiling, beautiful as ever. Cause she's Natalie fucking Portman. Yeah. But, you know clearly also like 18 years old um so super weird super creepy um and i guess it just a remind like you know so many things like why 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 do you even want to remind us that you had a relationship with an age gap of 16 with an 18 year old like why is it why would you want to bring that to anyone's recollection if it did happen you know what i mean um and i think she a, looks young yeah you're <laughs> i think a lot of people too like really resonated with them because it just like rem- reminds you like i don't know i was 18 i definitely like dated a lot of older people and like looking back i'm like that was fucking weird <laughs> so apparently he's apologized to her i mean <laughs> <laughs> I certainly haven't enjoyed this last week, but it reminds me of a couple of things. I'm just like, that's where's the apology part? Yeah, I I don't get that. So um, there's so many. 
So older dudes I've noticed tend to think that they are entitled to younger like young women of 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And so there was, <laughs> I have a Reddit example. So um, on Reddit, so on Twitter, actually, there was this Reddit post going around this weekend and only because it was hilarious in terms of how the women reacted. So I'll tell you the story. Okay. So uh, this guy who is 31 and he was broken by a long-term relationship that was that ended because I have to put that there because, you know, he's all, you know, sensitive. Um, so he went to this rest. He says it was a restaurant and bar with one of his buddies to have a good time. Um, there was somebody there. There was a girl celebrating her 19th birthday. The birthday girl was pretty. So he wanted to chat her up. Uh, my buddy told me to leave them alone and that they look like babies. So he didn't even want to go over. So, but they walked over and wished her happy birthday. And uh, he's like, I thought things were going well. And then the women were laughing. Then all of a sudden, one of the girls snaps at me to, quote, take a fucking hint, R. Kelly. (laughs) He's like, I was taken aback and just said, excuse me? She said to read the room and that they were uncomfortable. Another asked us to go away. So won't you get the fuck on? Okay. But no, he keeps there. He stays there and is horrified, but he stays. Okay. Um, So the birthday girl said that it's weird for somebody his age to hit on them. Uh and that they were being made uncomfortable. Then she made another R. Kelly comment by by asking if she looked like Aaliyah to me. <laughs> so good. I love this girl. Oh, my gosh. And so um, what happened was he, he got pissed off. Finally, he left. And the entire table sang remi- remix to ignition and laughed their asses off. I was furious and humiliated. Yet you're you're putting it on Reddit. Honestly, this is the thing. Why revisit it at all? Exactly. So then there's a whole. So the woman. It sounds like they very clearly communicated with you what they wanted. So the woman didn't want the woman actually wrote a response. And I'm not going to read the whole response. And she's like, this was not a bar. It was a bar and grill. It was literally a restaurant. We were near a family. (laughs) We are minding our businesses in the corner booth and this old guy I love that she found this by the way that makes yeah. me so happy because yeah. so rarely can you get that direct response from the person who was there she's like she's like i never had a reddit recount you know account but my journalism ta showed us you know reddit and so she's like okay i'll just check the news and then she saw the place post oh no and she's like my birthday was three weeks ago this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like the dude and basically what she was saying was that we told you to go away. Here's some cake. Go home. And uh, he grabbed the cake, sat down in the booth, and he said, the night's not over yet. Then my friend just snapped. (laughs) 30-year-old guys who hit on us are creepy and disgusting to us, point blank, period. And, you know, 
like the point is is that he made them uncomfortable she admitted to singing ignition and listen to this it's a throwback that our parents put us on i was like (laughs) how young are you yeah how young are you i'm like how old am i i wouldn't even want to approach that as someone that young but the point like what i'm trying to say is that is that these guys think that they're entitled because they're older Mm-hmm. Right. And they and they look for these young girls to prey on mm-hmm. so that they can have control over the inter and the entire relationship, which is why I never trust guys who date women who are that who are in this like 18 to 21 thing. And you're like 35. Yeah, it's like it's different if you're 40 and 55 or something like that. That's different. You're both adults, whatever. Who gives a shit? Right. But in that time frame, like the woman told you you're too old and uh, you didn't accept that. You kept on going like learn consent. Yeah, I was going to say it's even more about that than the age thing. But yeah. like but also, yeah. And I do you think there's an element of like, yes, 18 year olds, 20 year olds, 21 year olds can have sex. They have agency. They can make their own decisions. But like there is something um predatory about people who as a matter of pattern and like practice only go off go for women that young um and it is very much a gendered thing that our society reinforces this idea that like it doesn't matter how young a woman is Mm -hmm. and men who are older are always you know kind of clear it's sexy it's always sexy when there is an age gap between a man and a woman. Um, and, you know, sex and preference aside, you still have to, like, kind of look at, analyze these things from that perspective of, like, what is the power dynamic between these people? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, is someone exploiting or taking advantage of that? And, and again, yeah, is there a pattern of only preferring that type of a woman? Yeah. And why? 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 What is the underlying reason for being drawn to um, women of that age? Um, and again, it's just, you know, here, like with the Moby thing, it's just like he just wants to be relevant. So he's like attaching himself to these like, you know, women. These ingenues, yeah, right? Yeah. And even then it was probably also a grasp for relevance, not just now yes. with the, his book, but even yes. at the time. Um, and that's that's also like pretty skeezy. Um, can I read you something funny sure. from so save you all the trouble of getting uh, his book? I'll, I'll read you the best part. Not that I read it, but this has sort of been making the rounds if you've read it already. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's pretty funny, though. Um, so someone else that Moby says he was involved with is Lana Del Rey. Oh, yeah. Um, he knew her before she had launched her career. She was uh, Lizzie Grant at the time. In fact, his book actually misspells the spelling of Lizzie. Really? Um, so, yeah, maybe he does need a fact checker. Wow. Like Natalie Portman was right. Um, so they first dated in 2006. I don't know how young she would have been, but she would have been pretty young, um, in 2006, but someone do the math for me. Um, but see, so he, he asks her, do you, uh, do you want a drink? And Lizzie, uh, Lizzie says, no, I'm sober. I was surprised. Be- uh, he, he's writing. I was surprised because we'd met the week before in a bar at 3 a.m. And I assumed everyone in a bar at 3 a.m. was as drunk as I was. Lizzie was from Albany. She had short bleached hair and looked like a beautiful elf. We kissed at the bar at 4 a.m., just as the place was closing, and I'd asked her to come home with me. She smiled and said no. She wouldn't go home with me after just meeting me, but she would happily go on a date if I called and asked her out. I called her the next day, and we talked for 30 minutes about music, politics, and growing up in the suburbs. She was beautiful, smart, and charming. 
Making plans to meet up with her was both what I wanted to do and what my therapist told me to do. What the fuck? Okay, so then they meet up, taking things slow. She's playing the piano for him in his apartment. Lizzie sat down at the piano. I'd I'd not know what to expect, but her song was haunting. And her voice was dark but strong. You're really good, I told her when she finished. Thanks, she said, smiling sweetly. Do you have a record deal? I'm working with a manager, but you know how it is. Or maybe you don't, she said, gesturing to the penthouse. So you'd make music under your name, Lizzie Grant? I don't know. When you say it like that, it sounds kind of plain. I think it's a nice name. I sat to her next to her on the piano bench. And she kissed me back and then stopped. What's wrong, I asked. I like you, but I hear you do this with a lot of people. I wanted to lie and tell her I didn't, that I was chaste, sane, and ethical, but I said nothing. Did he say chaste, yeah. sane, and... Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm, oh, jeez. I'd like to see you again, she said. Me too. I walked her downstairs to the 29th floor and kissed her and kissed her goodnight at the bank of the elevators. This was how I imagined the night ending. I assumed we'd be end up christening my new apartment with vodka and sex. But to my surprise, this was much nicer. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Ew. Um, there's an even better quote, but I don't know where it is. Give me one second. Well, I while you look for that, yeah. like this is Moby trying to. Okay, yes, he's trying to be relevant again. And yes, he's trying to sell books on the backs of the reputations of um, women younger than him. Um, But also, um, I also think part of this, he's trying to brand himself as some sort of um, sexually advanced figure Mm -hmm. as, as a way to express his quote unquote masculinity without coming out and saying it. Mm -hmm. And, like and the fact that he's using other women women he probably hasn't even talked to since the 90s yeah okay to on you know the backs of other women's yeah you know yeah yeah. reputation brand whatever it's gross it is gross so she would have been 21 at the time and he's 20 years older than her in two thousand, like he's twenty years Lana older Del than Rey? Her. Yeah, she would have been twenty-one at the time in two thousand six. Okay, here's. Do you want to hear one? Okay, one last quote. Okay, it's all the love service I'm gonna pay to Moby's fucking book. Okay, this is another another excerpt from the Lana Del Rey debacle. During dinner, she told me she was a musician. So I asked, "Will you play me some of your music?" Sure. Do you have a piano? Yes, back on the second floor. I said, "Floors in an apartment." She shook her head. Moby, you know you're the man. Ha, thanks, I said. No, not like that. You're a rich wasp from Connecticut and you live in a five-level penthouse. You're the man. As in, (laughs) stick it to the man. As in, the person they guillotine first in the revolution. (laughs) I didn't know if she's insulting me, but I decided to take it as a compliment. How do you take that as a piece of shit? Oh, my God. But anyway, it made me like Lana Delray that much more. Well, now I got to listen to something she, you know, I've never listened to Lana Del Rey. And now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. eh. Temporary expectations. But yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, fuck. I mean, I, you know, all of this sort of thing is is definitely um, 
I think does, yeah, like I said, resonates with a lot of different women for a lot of different reasons, especially this idea of, um, you know, who gets to brag about sexual conquest too yeah. and who doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, I think men get to put out these memoirs. I don't think women get the same space to tell their stories except from the perspective of victims of trauma or, or sexual violence or or some sort of, you know what I mean? Like th- those are the stories we like to hear about women, like how they were wrong sexually, but like their the pleasantness of their early sex lives and whatever else, like we, we don't, we're not quite, giving the space for um and certainly I, I don't know of a lot of women who have memoirs like this and yet there's a publisher who's like paying moby to write this like that's wild to me well that's the other thing right um i'm not sure and i i i understand that um i understand that you know we're only hearing the salacious bits mm-hmm. but you know, I'd rather hear about how Moby created a sound or something like that. Right. Like not. And the fact that he feels that he has to lead with this mm-hmm. says a lot about him. Mm-hmm. And also just like not accepting that memory and, and time changes like our perspective of, right. of these types of narratives. Like and he's just so committed to the fact that he's positive that he had relationships with these people and he wants his version of the story told and how dare anyone challenge that when like i think back to relationships or whatever that i've had and i'm like that person could have seen it totally differently like i honestly don't know Mm -hmm. um and like there's no absolute truth in any interaction in insofar as like there's so many subjective elements to how we feel things how we remember them what we choose to remember there are a lot of things i don't remember because i have a shitty memory and i suppress a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but even good stuff like i just have a really bad memory mm-hmm. and you know you could tell me that we had a conversation and i'd be like yeah maybe i, I don't remember. like you know what i mean but he's like so committed to and he's like writing verbatim quotes of his exchanges with these people mm-hmm. um, as if they definitively happened that way. Mm-hmm. And then taking issue with the fact that he's being challenged for his recollection. Mm-hmm. Um, like unless he le- kept like a pretty accurate journal, like I'd be shocked. I will say I dated someone who uh, was a habitual journaler. Um, very proud of his journaling. OK. R- OK. Would write these journals. Uh, and. Then he was so proud of them that he would like read me excerpts of his journal, but like not any excerpts, like he would choose the ones to write because he like took time in writing them. So mm-hmm. like they were like mini stories, but they were stories of his life. And honestly, they were all a crock of fucking shit. <laughs> I, I remember he, like the one I read, I was like, okay, that sounds like a little bit embellished. Like it paints you in a ridiculously good light, but okay. And then, um, yeah. And then, and bec- then I, talk to other women that he had read excerpts of his journals too of things that I'd been involved with and I was like that is not at all what happened like he's a fucking liar yeah so like people write histories for themselves like we recount stories for sometimes self-preservation sometimes to stroke our egos sometimes to like whatever help us move on or process things in a way that works for us yeah um to put it mildly like it doesn't have to be malicious but we just do that right we tell stories for ourselves not just for others and so you could also well delude yourself that you're you think you're telling an authentic account Mm -hmm. when you may not have been and if that's a story you've been telling for 20 years then and someone says no that's not my memory of it like at least say, well, you know, that's too bad because I had a pleasant memory of being with this person 
it's sad she doesn't remember it that way. It was 25 years ago, whatever it is now. Like, that's fine. I'm going to make my peace with it. But, like, to have the, like, ego and, like, audacity to be like, no, she's she's lying. And now her fans are threatening me. And, like, there's no world in which, how dare she, like, forget about me, the greatest lover of all time, Moby, no last name. Like, fuck off. Yeah, there's that part. And then... And then he goes into swift victimization. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, I because because she hasn't supported your version of events. Yeah. So the problem is, is that you're you're the victim. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's just. Mm. OK, on that note. <laughs> uh, so there's Moby, our misogynist of the week. I was never a big fan, I must say. Anyway, uh, shout out to us uh, in any medium that you wish. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash bad and be podcast. Twitter at bad and bitchy. Instagram at bad and bitchy pod. Email bad and be pod at gmail.com. Patreon, patreon.com slash bad and bitchy. And cop our merch at redbubble.com slash people slash bad and bitchy. Um, and get your tickets to the live show. And get your tickets to the live show. Thank you. Friday, June 7th at uh, Black Squirrel. We'll be there Friday night. Bring in the party. There'll be a, a full live episode, but also chances for you to participate and uh, and talk to in, us yeah, after. And share in some laughs. So yeah. please buy your tickets in advance um, so that we can... Uh, you know, save you a seat. Oh, that's what we, huh? I show title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, um, Amy won't be with us next week, but we'll re- be returning for the live show and beyond. Um, so I, I look forward to you coming back again. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.